Hello and welcome to See What We See with Lauren and Martin. My name is Lauren Cashin. I'm the Executive Director of the Ontario Opticians Association and I'm here with my co-host Martin LeBeau, Deputy Executive Director of the Ontario Opticians Association. See What We See is a podcast series dedicated to bringing you, the listeners, an optician's perspective on vision care and how that fits into your broader healthcare. On today's episode, we'll be discussing brain injury, concussions, and their relationship with vision care and eye health. We'll also be joined by Drew Laskowski. Drew is the president of the Ontario Athletic Therapist Association. Drew has an illustrious career serving high-performance athletes and owning Upper Canada Sports Medicine a successful certified athletic therapy clinic with a specialization in concussion therapy. So, so th- Martin, I think we should start today by just talking a bit of an overview about uh, today's topic um, because everyone's heard about concussions. We've seen a movie called Concussion and it's just really come to the forefront. It's not a new medical issue. It's been around for years and years, but it's, it's been ignored and misunderstood quite a bit. So I thought we'd have a look at some of the numbers. That, Absolutely. Uh, yeah, so the numbers show it's crazy from the official Government of Canada database. And here, I'm going to give you a few numbers here, Martin. It's It kind of blows me away. So I'll just read these. In 2017, 46,000 Canadian children aged 5 to 19 had concussions. Only 15% of Canadian adults can identify the best ways to treat a concussion. And one in four Canadians don't know how to treat a concussion at all. In addition to this, a few of the long-term effects of concussions, and here's what they include, trouble concentrating, memory problems, and chronic headaches and sensitivity to light. And these are just a a few samples uh, of the effects and consequences if you have a concussion. So in this episode, we're gonna learn more about concussions and vision with our guest, Drew. So we would like to welcome Drew Laskowski. And uh, hi, Drew, how you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, Enjoying this hot weather. Hopefully it will help people uh, get a whole bunch of vitamin D so that they feel a lot better and we can fight off the silly COVID virus. Oh, I agree. I agree. We're all ready for that, right? Uh, Adrian, why don't you tell us a little bit uh, about yourself and uh, what you do? I've been an athletic therapist for um, almost 30 years now. Worked uh, hockey, uh, junior hockey for um, those 30 years uh, with various teams. Um, Been um, president of the Ontario Athletic Therapist Association uh, for 13 years, uh, moved into a, a different role with the organization after I had some health issues, um, but I'm back to normal, or whatever normal is, you know, looking to move our profession forward um, on, on many different uh, levels in, in terms of regulation and um, being involved in concussions and, and um, the many facets of our, of our uh, pretty neat profession of athletic therapy uh, which has uh, like the two cornerstones of being in the field, working with teams, but also being a clinician as well. So we get to provide a, a unique continuum of care right from when somebody gets hurt on the field, initial assessment, first aid, referral uh, to doctors or specialists, providing treatment, and then uh creating a program for them to, to return to sport. So it's a pretty unique uh, profession where you can provide that dynamic um, 
scope of, of practice uh, from initial injury right back to return of play. This week's topic is the relationship between concussion and vision health. You have experience in the field. With that experience, what do you think uh, the relationship between the two has been? The vast majority of um, concussions uh, recover in uh, three to seven days. So when we're dealing with concussions that last longer, um, it means that there's been uh, more impact to the brain. Uh, so it's with the increased impact to the brain means that different um, domains within our brain have been affected. And one very important um, facet of it is the optical side of things. If the eyes have been injured a little bit, it makes it very hard to determine if, is it the brain that's been hurt and it can't interpret the information properly that the eyes are sending it? Or have the eyes been injured a little bit and it's sending incorrect information to the brain? So that's why it's, it's important for us as athletic therapists to at least to be able to recognize um, that there may be some optical involvement in the concussion, but it's also incumbent upon us to have the right referral network so that we can send those people to trained professionals that can do a much more thorough uh, diagnostic uh, evaluation of, of the patient's uh, condition and, and rule out whether it is an eye injury or it is a brain injury. So, and, and that's the, like everybody says, that's the, the devil in the details. So you mentioned, we talked about, you know, you were talking about having the injury and then we're talking about what happens after. So someone's now smacked their head. Obviously there's tests that you would perform to try to determine if someone's had a, a uh, has a concussion. So what would those tests look like? So in, in minor hockey and a lot of sports, the, the trainers are trained that if there is a suspected concussion, if there's been a trauma to the head and, and the child or, or the athlete is feeling any symptoms, they're to be removed. Those of us in athletics, uh, athletic therapy, we're expected to have a little bit higher uh, level of skill um, so that... Um, the, uh, the one test that I previously mentioned, the, the SCAT test, um, it's a series of questions that were created by a consortium of, of neurosurgeons and neurologists, um, and a lot of them were Canadian, uh, I might mention. So um, that you know, there's a, a great uh, influence in concussion in North America coming from Canada. So something that we can hang our hat on a little bit about that, but the, the sport concussion assessment tool is meant to be administered right on the sideline. Um, quite often you'll hear in sports uh, broadcasts that, oh, somebody's being taken to the quiet room. And that's typically uh, when the athlete is taken by uh, one of the athletic therapists or athletic trainer in the United States um, to a quiet room and they administer the SCAT test. And it's a, a series of questions that um, looks at the, the, sort of the Glasgow coma scale, um, your orientation, um, whether you, you know where you are, um, some simple word recall, um, number sequencing, um, so that we get a little bit of a snapshot um, of how that brain is functioning. Um, 
another test that is gaining a lot of uh, a lot of popularity is is the um, King Devic test, um, which um, can be administered very quickly, um, and it gives a, a fairly accurate uh, snapshot of how that person's brain um, um, is functioning, and it gives us some information about whether, at, at least as we as athletic therapists, whether that um, athlete can be returned to the game or that's it, they're done. Um, we start our protocol, they're expected to see the doctor and um, they're off to jail and all that good stuff. So, I got to ask you this question, uh, maybe you have an answer for me, but in my reading on this, I saw someone was saying that younger athletes and females tend to take longer to get better from a concussion. Have you witnessed yes. that? <laughs> yes. Part of the explanation um, at least can be um, physical in terms of the, the female brain um, has a little bit more uh, movement within the skull itself. So when there is an impact um, to the head and, and the head and neck accelerate, there's just a little bit more movement of the brain within the skull. So that means that there is more of an impact of the brain with the skull. Now, women are way smarter than men. And, and, and as soon as we males accept that, it makes our life a lot easier. <laughs> Martin, I think you uh, have a final question. Yeah, I, thanks a lot, Drew. There's a lot of great information here. But before we let you go, um, what advice would you share with our listeners about concussion management? You know, the, the basics are, if a, if a concussion has been suspected, 24 to 48 hours, jail time, see your family doctor if it can happen um, quickly, um, and then um, starting uh, light aerobic activity, uh, as quickly as possible, as long as the, the symptoms aren't provoked. Um, and it, it may sound very basic, but um, that those steps will um, have the greatest effect on not, over 95% of concussions that we see. Um, and uh, hopefully, um, as more and more people follow those basic concepts, um, that um, we can decrease the number of them. Um, another big component are, are um, playing within the rules of the games. Um, a lot of the, the rules of the game uh, are meant to protect people and the enforcement of them are, are, is important. Um, um, it starts right with the coaches, making sure that the coaches reinforce that, you know, we play the, you know, the game according to the rules and don't take shortcuts so that uh, you're placing yourself at in potential risk. Oh, that's, that's really cool. And you mentioning using technology to get people to play the game safer. Yeah. Uh, I think that's really great that that's being introduced. Um, this has been great. You really enlightened us a lot about it. Um, again, you know, most people don't know about concussions. Like Martin mentioned, you know, with movies that have come out and things like that, it's coming more to the forefront. You know, people start saying you should ban football and some things. Uh, obviously, learning how to play safer would be the route to go. Yeah. So, Drew, I want to thank you so much on behalf of Martin and our listeners, Ontario Opticians, 
uh, for enlightening us on concussions. It's great. I certainly learned quite a bit today on it. And like I said, we appreciate it. You taking the time to speak with us today. Well, I'm, I'm very thankful for the invitation. Um, my involvement with uh, the opticians in, in my uh, area um, have uh, greatly improved the results of, of our patients. Um, so um, we need those alliances um, to be expanded and, and continued um, if we're going to continue to help people of Ontario. That's great. Yep. Collaborative healthcare. That's what it's all about. Yeah. What a concept. What a concept. Yeah. Let's run with it. Okay. So thanks again and be safe. You too. What a great conversation. That was such a pleasure to have Drew on the podcast today. Um, thank you again so much for joining us, Drew. Uh, we want to thank as well our sponsor for today's episode of our podcast. Today's uh, sponsor was Essilor. So thank you very much to Essilor. Thank you, Lauren. This is Martin. We just want to say thank you to all you guys again and join us on our next episode to see what we see. Thanks, Martin. Thank you for listening to See What We See with Lauren and Martin. Be sure to follow us across our social media pages so you never miss an update or an episode. You can find us on Twitter at OOA underscore Frontline. On Facebook and LinkedIn, we are Ontario Opticians Association. Follow us on Instagram at Ontario Opticians Association. That's all one word. We look forward to seeing you again on See What We See with Warren and Martin. Take care and stay safe.